Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Build Value by Choice, a podcast show where we explore strategies and tactics that help businesses achieve transformational growth. I am your host, Nana Bonsu, and today we have a special guest to talk about business operations. Uh, we're going to be talking about how business owners can thrive by utilizing the zone of genius uh, and improving their systems, processes, data analysis, team management, and overall uh, business owner health. Our guest today is Anne Hill. Anne Hill has had a desire to help others for as long as she can remember. She spent over 15 years in the physical therapy field where she thrived at managing the operations side of the business, along with supporting multiple other rehabilitation managers in the area. Anne went on to create Hilltop Virtual Solutions, an agency dedicated to fine-tuning and streamlining the way companies run. As she became more familiar with the online space, Anne noticed business owners needed guidance on the sounding board for their entrepreneurial vision. She received her director of operations certificate and discovered the perfect way to match expertise with the services that clients need. Hilltop Virtual Solutions covers it all, from hiring and training new employees to establishing a solid and long-lasting foundation. Welcome to Build Value by Choice, Anne. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Wonderful. I want to start off by, you know, just touching on like the connection between the health of a business owner and the health of, of a business. But before we go into that, I wanted to kind of get a sense of what inspired you after 15 years of experience as a you know, physical therapist to help business owners streamline the operations. Yeah. So as you had mentioned, I did work in physical therapy and I was a rehab manager. So I ended up transitioning really towards the tail end of my therapy career into more of that operations administrative role with the department that I was and the the community that I was in. And um, as I was doing that, I really enjoyed, you know, taking that leadership role and really supporting the business and also supporting my department. I unfortunately got burnout from the healthcare industry, which I think many people do, um, even pre-COVID, um, got, got burnout by the healthcare industry. And I was looking for something new. I had two young kids at home and was just looking for what other options were out there at that time. I didn't realize how much was available. Um, and even at that time, I really didn't even see the correlation. It took a couple of years of me working in businesses for me to then start to go, oh, wait a minute. Everything that I did as a rehab manager very much correlates to what small businesses need. And there is an element of a business that is doing well, thriving, and a business owner that's doing well and thriving. And um, similar to what I saw in the in the therapy world, it's just that in the medical field, you can very much see you're either healthy, or you're sick um, and that sort of thing. But in a business, you don't always, it's not so black and white. And so um, there's a lot of intricate things that go into figuring out what is a successful business. And and it's very personal on what is a successful business too. That's great. That's a very interesting uh, you know, angle. And it's always like they say, innovation sometimes come from you know, taking something from a different field and applying it to another. So on that note, let's talk about the importance of the uh, self-care of a business owner and how that impacts you know, their business. Yeah. So there's definitely an element of taking care of, of yourself, taking care of, of your own needs and making sure that you're not burning yourself out. When, when business owners are working constantly and trying to do everything they can to continue to grow, um, it really impacts just their their own ability to number one the business truly to grow and number two for them to get out of the weeds of doing everything um a lot of times especially the the women that i've worked with and the the business owners that i've worked with that are moms um we tend to be a little bit of a control freak and um i've found that the more control we try to hold on to um 
the worse that things actually end up happening for us um, is once we start to let go of more and we start to delegate to team members and we start to take care of ourselves and put some boundaries in place, um, we actually start to do better in our business. What are some examples of those boundaries? Some of those boundaries are even just the understanding of, you know, maybe taking, uh, if you have an app, a Facebook app on your phone and you're doing a lot on social media, like take it off of your phone so that there is a, a, a line of when is business time and when is personal time. Um, some other boundaries could even just have to do with with setting a schedule and actually having, even though many people in the online business and in the online world have, um, you know, work from home, um, and even a lot of businesses in general right now have really converted to more of a remote environment. Um, it, it's easy to get sucked into work constantly, um, and really setting those boundaries of what are the work hours and what are the personal time hours, and really differentiating that can also help. And so, would you say that there's a direct correlation between the health of a business owner and the health of a business, or it's kind of ten? years and they may be correlated by they're not like a direct cause and effect. Yeah, from what I've seen, it definitely is a direct correlation. When the business owner is taking care of themselves, there is definitely more um success that the business tends to have. Um mm -hmm. and and just a the better lifestyle that the business owner is able to live. Okay. So let's talk about the role of systems and processes in streamlining the business. Um, can you um share like what are some of the you know, KPIs, data and metrics that are important to making informed decisions in a business? So there are definitely specifics for each business, depending on the phase of what they are going through. Um, one of the big things that always matters, you know, is is the bottom line. What is the actual profitability of the company? What are what are the profit margins? Um, especially as people are bringing on teams, it's really important to look at um, the profit margins and making sure that as you're growing the business, that it truly still is allowing you to be profitable. Because if you're growing the business and bringing in a lot of top line revenue, but you're spending it all on your team, then that's really not helping you grow the business as a whole. And it's not helping the business owner really get in a good position. Um, so that definitely that also looking at um, the, the productivity, the efficiency of your team is another element that really is important to look at too. So when you turn to productivity, how do you measure uh, productivity? So some of that's specific to the the business um, on exactly what they're doing, but it's looking at, you know, how much time and energy is going into what is being done and, and what is the value that is being provided from it. Sometimes it can turn into more of a financial element, um, but I also do have an assessment that gives a little, that gives some measurements of us being able to see, you know, pre and post to be able to tell, is there um, a value that's being provided by that, that team member being in there and doing the operational work that they're doing. Can you um, share like, you know, just briefly, what are some of the things that you do to help business owners identify what, what is working and what's not working in your business? Yeah. So uh, there's definitely an audit that we start with to see, just even get that baseline foundational level of what's going on. Um, but then when we're looking at what's working and what's not working, um, it's looking at the data, it's looking at the metrics, it's looking at the numbers of, you know, are there 10 offers that you have, but only three really have been profitable for you? Well, then let's look at and evaluate what makes the most sense here. Um, so there, there's a, like an analysis that's being done based on that, the audit that we do. And then um, we look at the the vision, the, the plan, where's the business owner trying to get to? Um, and does everything that we're doing still work towards that um, goal or not? And, uh, you know, can you walk us through the process of creating efficient systems and processes for a business? Yeah. So one thing that I like to do really is starting off with, especially if they have a team, 
starting off with interviews with the team and figuring out what exactly does everybody think they're supposed to be doing. Um, sometimes it can be really interesting to gauge um, what the business owner thinks the job description looks like versus what the team's job description looks like of what they do. Um, so we like to get a, a good plan with what people think they should be doing and then make, get a good understanding of truly what they should be doing and get that clearly defined so people have an understanding of what their roles, what their responsibilities are, and what their expectations are of what they're doing. And then also look at the accountability side. Um, When you have team members and you're looking at setting up your processes, yes, you want to have repeatable processes, but you also have to have people holding you accountable to know that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And 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 then how does that factor into like what is standard operating procedures or some kind of um, uh, accountability matrix? How, how does that factor into the structures and, and the processes for standard operating procedures? So, I mean, there's definitely the processes that you, do, like your typical like per- operation manual, your procedures, that sort of stuff that you're documenting. Um, but then I like to also do cross training so that people can um, be able to take vacation for one thing, um, mm-hmm. so that people can take some time off. And right. and so getting the cross training there is one element of it. But then yes, the accountability and the expectations of um, of each team member, um, and then the managers, you know, being able to review and see what's going on and what's not, there needs to be a review periodically, mm-hmm. if depending on the size of the business, sometimes that can be monthly, sometimes it can be quarterly. But there needs to be a review periodically of, of you know, having those conversations of what's working. Okay, that's good. Thanks. Um, now let's get into the um, you know hiring and team management part. What are some of the things that you know you help business owners look at as far as when it comes to identifying uh, the right fit for hiring your team members? So understanding clearly again what the roles are, what you are looking for somebody to do. Um, a lot of times, especially when businesses are first growing, they they have a need for help, but they don't necessarily know what this quote unquote help is. They'll, they just say, I need a body to help me here. Um, and so really defining exactly what it is that you are wanting somebody to do and and getting a good understanding of also um, what your skill set is, your zone of genius is, and how somebody else coming in is going to be able to complement that. It's important not to try to duplicate exactly what you, you are, but really somebody that's going to complement and be able to help support the business. Um, the other element with that truly has to do with, you know, what is the culture of the business? What are the values of the business owner and of the business? And and finding a good person that's going to also match those sort of values um, is going to be critical in making sure that the the business is able to grow in a way that you will not have that revolving door in your hiring process. Yeah. Now, you know, let's just, you know, just kind of piggyback off of that. So they may not know, the owner may not know um, what the role is and you don't know what you don't know. And obviously owners have their strengths and they, there's some areas where they may not be as strong. So if they need a technology person or maybe owners tend to be good in sales and marketing, but they may not be good in, uh, you know, finance or HR or whatever it is. Um, how do they handle that? You know, because a lot of times, like you said, if the owner is a quote unquote a control freak or just somebody, you know, a lot of times, you know, owners or entrepreneurs in general uh, tend to you know feel like they can do it all, right? They, that, that's part of the can do attitude. Yeah. So how how do you uh, how does the owner come to that realization to say, okay, I need you no, know, I need help, and where do they go for that help? 
what, how do they know? Because sometimes when they don't know where to go for help, they just say, okay, I've just Googled something and then kind of go from there. So I would say one of the big things is, you know, talking to people and and mm-hmm. as you're talking with a lot of entrepreneurs, no other entrepreneurs. Um, and so, you know, when they're talking to other business owners and they're, they're describing potentially some of the different challenges that they're having, um, you know, people may recommend, Hey, talk to so-and-so talk to so-and-so. Um, but it's also a, a, what I think is one area where entrepreneurs do um, have a little bit of a fault there is that they will see that somebody was successful in, you know, maybe they have a, a bis- business bestie type person that they they communicate with and talk to a lot. And maybe so they had a team member that was really successful for them, a contractor or something. It doesn't mean that person is going to be a great fit for their business also. So that's where the values come into play is like, yes, talk to people, see what others have done and what has worked well for others. But there still has to be a foundational understanding and awareness. And if you don't know yourself, because exactly like you said, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Um, that's where bringing somebody in that's a consultant or bringing a recruiter in that can help that does this sort of stuff. Um, talking to HR specialists about the hiring process and really helping to narrow down exactly what it is that will be the best fit for your business. Yeah. And um, how this, um, can you describe or you know just discuss how uh, the importance of you know clear communication and um, and delegation and managing the team. Yeah, so exactly what you said. The the clear communication is is critical in growing a team. Um, there usually is a little bit of a, a growing pain stage when somebody first comes on um, because you are learning the business. That new team member is learning the business, learning the dynamics, learning the processes, and everything. Um, so it is important to put a little bit more time and energy in upfront in order to know that in the future you will have um, the success with that team member being able to take on more and more and understand the the culture and the processes and everything else in the business. Um, but there does need to be um, clear guidelines on how, when, and where to communicate. Yeah. And can you provide some advice on balancing the needs, the demands of growing a business with trying to maintain a healthy personal lifestyle? Yeah. So what that really comes down to is is those boundaries. It's um, understanding and being aware of where you need to um, protect your personal time and where you need to protect your business time. Um, and, and it's also a matter of, of really understanding your calendar and managing your calendar, whether that's you bringing someone in to help manage your calendar or whether that's you truly doing that. Um, but not being available to everybody all the time um, is critical so no, in being no able to a policy then. Well, I mean, it's it the the concept of an open door policy is very much there still, but but you have to you have to set boundaries. You have to control your own personal time with that. Um, yeah. So you so know, many bounded times, open door policy. Then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but being, I mean, with that, yes, you want to be open to your team being able to talk to you. You want to be open to to your your clients talking to you, but you also want to have them understand that you know. When when those working hours are versus when those working hours are not. Yeah. Now back to this whole concept of control and whatnot. We don't want to use the term control free because that, <laughs> that means you no know, whatnot. But there's, I mean, obviously when you're the owner, you feel accountable for everything that happens. So you want to make sure things are being done the right way. What are some of the things that you know 
you can, you know, owners can do to ensure that they still have control. They still have a sense of control or some visibility, even while they try to delegate more and more to others. So when you have your processes nailed down and you know what it is that you're doing and how it's being done, and then there's a training process for bringing others on um, to be able to get those same results for clients, um, it very much helps you to be able to let go and still get those same results for clients. And and it helps you to be able to um, step away. So, you know, if you want to think about how can a business owner ever be able to take a vacation if everything always comes back to them and bottlenecks at them. So, you know, you, you want to have a pulse on it, um, typically through reports, typically through team meetings, that sort of stuff. You get, mm-hmm. you get the communication from your team on those key things that you need to know about, but you also need to let them have have some control of what they're responsible for and and then just make sure you're holding them accountable to that. Wonderful. We talked about, you know, health, you know, the health of the owner and, and how that affects the health of the business. We talk about, you know, having system processes in place to to make the business be scalable so you can bring on uh, people that can uh, fit into your culture. And we talk about hiring and team management. What will be your overall key takeaway from this interview for business owners? Um, I think really the key piece of really growing your business is having that foundational structure in place so that when you are building it and continuing to grow the business, you're doing it in in a way that everything doesn't revolve around you as the business owner doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Look as you're growing at everything else, that everything you're bringing on to be, how can I do this without me being the key part person doing it. How can I do this? How can I build this in a way that someone else is going to be stepping in and helping in the business? Wonderful. Uh, any final thoughts uh, and how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so my website is hilltopoperations.com and that's the probably the easiest way to, to find me and get in touch with me. Um, there also is a, um, if anybody is in the process of looking to hire, there is a, a free hiring playbook that they can download on the website as well. Okay, so hilltopoperations.com and we are going to have that in the show notes as well. Well, thank you very much. Really appreciate you joining us today and sharing your valuable insights. Uh, we look forward to having a uh, you know, conversation in, uh, sometime in the future. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Build Value by Choice. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating. Until next week, bye for now.